Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Senders? You are now listening to the Awaken podcast brought to you by TogetherWeAscend.com. And I'm your host, Brian Henry. And this is episode number 15. And this is a very special episode, actually, because this was the very first time that Awaken was broadcasted live. That's right. We went live on Facebook uh, just yesterday. Now I'm recording today. So that was November 14th, first time that we've ever recorded Awaken live on Facebook. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a great time. I'm, uh, I'm super excited to be going into this with you guys because this is something that I've been wanting to do for a little while now and to, uh, to finally bring the show to a live platform so that you guys can be there when the interview's happening and be involved with the conversation. Um, that's, that's really exciting for me. So I am glad to, to be doing this and I'm super excited for where this is going to go because I do intend on broadcasting the, the episodes live. Uh, of course, it's going to still be available on all the different platforms that it is, um, iTunes, um, Google Play, Spotify, and all the different podcast streams. So you are always going to be able to catch the replay, but the uh, the show and the interview will be being broadcasted live um, moving forward. So that's going to be super fun. And what better way to uh, to kickstart this new chapter than to have on a gentleman who is killing it in his own Facebook Live show? This is Kevin from the Mystic Misfit. He is a re-evolutionary coach, and he has a show called the uh, the Re-Evolution Podcast. Um, this guy has an amazing energy to him, guys. I uh, I'm gonna let the the interview do the talking as always because you gotta just feel it for yourself. But um, I have to say that the the presence and the groundedness that that's projected. By this gentleman's energy is uh, is amazing, and that's exactly why I brought him on to to share with us because I know that what it is that he he has going for him and what he's he's speaking to is such an important thing for for us to be more conscious of, and that's this conversation of being grounded, being in your body, and um, especially for for the men learning to redefine what masculinity is um, bringing forth the divine masculine and bringing that into balance with the divine feminine these are all things that we get to get into in this conversation so what do you say we jump into the interview this is my interview with kevin of the mystic misfit and we are rolling welcome welcome everybody this is the awaken podcast brought to you for the very first time live with my boy Kevin here. Kevin, thank you for joining me. Yeah, great to be here, Brian. Ready to be awakened. Oh, wait, I already am. There you go. <laughs> well, we can always uh, move deeper into this journey, don't you think? Totally, totally. Yeah, so um, 
so yeah, once again, I, I want to thank you for, for being here, but I also want you to, to thank you for kind of being the reason why this is happening live for the very first time. Um, after checking out your show, which you do live, I, I, I kind of started to feel a little bit inspired to, to bring my show live as well. So uh, you had a part to play in that. So down the road, when you see the show broadcasting live over and over again, know that you were the first one to, to ever be on it. Uh, Dude, it's an honor, man. It's an honor. So appreciate that. Awesome. Okay, cool. So actually, there's, uh, there's something I want to kickstart with here, and it's your ritual. Before each one of your um, interviews and your, your podcast episodes, you go through a little bit of a ritual, and I absolutely love it. Would you do us the honor of carrying us through exactly what it is that you do when you do your show? <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And this, this is just a great way to sync our energies, Brian, and also, you know, anyone watching, what's beautiful about live streaming is, you know, people can do it with us right now, or if you're listening to this later, you can join us as well. And it's very simple. We're just going to take three deep breaths into three centers in our body and get really aligned. We're going to hold that last breath and yeah, get really uh, grounded and activated at the same time. So I just invite anyone to really feel their feet and close the eyes, straighten the spine. And we're gonna take that first big inhale that comes in. Breathing all the way down to the feet, breathing all the way out. And second inhale is gonna come in all the way up into the belly, into the sacrum. Exhale that out. Hold that breath out for us just a sec. And then we're gonna breathe up into the heart space. Biggest breath we've taken today. Holding this one at the top. Feeling grateful, feeling gratitude coming inside every cell, every tissue and letting that go. And we just kind of move the body, feel the body coming online. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Tell me, how does uh, how does that make you feel? Man, I just I feel so grateful for my health and my surroundings, my environment. I'm just blessed to be, you know, here in nature um, in San Diego, close to the ocean, and yeah, that's how it made me feel. Super, super thankful. Amazing, man. One of the things that uh, I've been really been setting attention to focus on, I mean, I've, I've always known how important this is, but I think especially lately, I've been, uh, I've been doing a bit of a better job with this and the, uh, the, the impact it's have is, has been nothing short of just so powerful and it's the intention of being in your body, feeling yeah. your body. So, I know when I first heard that for the first time, it could not have made as much sense as it does to me now. So I want to hear from you. What does, what does that mean to you, being in your body? Yeah, this is, this is so funny and so synchronistic because I literally made a video, a stream today about this, about how in the past I, I was very disembodied, actually. I lived either in my head or a lot of the times what I've started to understand is I wasn't even in my physical body. 
I was in the ethers, in my thoughts, in this energy, very disembodied, very kind of passive with reality. And so for me now, if I'm in my body fully, if I slow down, if I even just close my eyes or take a breath, that's why I love breath work, I can feel my heart pumping. I can feel my skin. I can feel the air around my skin. But more importantly, I can feel the, the space inside my body. And so I feel grounded and grounded gets thrown around a lot, but to be actually grounded is like my consciousness or the mind, however you want to think about it, is inhabiting my body. It's not somewhere off in the future and it's not somewhere in the past. It's not, you know, diffused. It's all here. It's all here right now. And I, and you know, I, I think that move, movement and breath are the two keys. So those are two things I have every day is I have to move my body some way, whether that's a workout, whether that's yoga, stretch, you know, some bioenergetics, and I have to breathe. I have to do conscious breathing of some kind. That's, that seems to be the key to me to staying embodied. Mm -hmm. So movement and breath, that, that brings you into your body. Now, what, what comes from that? What is it that, that we get from, from this practice of becoming conscious of, of our body, feeling it? What, uh, what's the benefit of that? There's a lot of benefits. Um, I'd say the first one that comes up for me is how I move in the world. Not just physically move. I mean, like when I have a conversation, when I'm doing my work, when I'm creating. I'm moving from a different place. And it's not a place of like anxiety or stress or even like I have to get somewhere or do something different. It's literally like I know where I am and who I am. If that makes sense. It's like there's not a rush like I can feel kind of a relaxed sense of myself. You feel more I, like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, a, it's like, a, I get a lot of joy watching animals. Like if you watch the natural world, they have this grace and it's just like ease in their movement and their eyes and mm -hmm. their breath. And it's because they're fully embodied. They don't even have, you know, the human type of mind that can get lost. You know, if you look at someone I can tell instantly, intuitively, instinctually, whether they're in their body or not. There's, a, there's, a, there's a presence to it. Oh, yeah. It's how they speak. It's how they use their eyes. It's how their posture is. So if their posture is kind of like, oh, yeah, that would be, be a good idea. Or like, yeah, I think that's really cool. Like they're, they're, they're speaking and they're still like, you know, moving their body, but they're not in their body. They're somewhere else. And, you know, it's so easy to come back. But it's just like more of a remembering, come back, come mm -hmm. back, come back. And the benefits, you know, are just all over the, all over the place. Productivity, focus, you know, anti-stress, which improves your mood, improves your libido. It's just, everything just feels better when you're, when you're keeping your energy contained within your physical body. Mm -hmm. that, I think you just nailed it right there. It just, it feels better, man. It just feels good to feel and again that's kind of what i've been noticing more and more and i think where it's really taken off for me is coming into the knowing that there doesn't have to be a limit to how good you can feel and the more deeply you move into that and the more you you just allow for that that 
sensation of of energy to move through you, the the better and better it feels. And I think that's that's another way of um, of kind of conceptualizing it. It's, it's this energetic feeling, right? Now, one of the other things that um, I I feel like I can do a better job at is finding that that middle ground between where energy and excitement meets groundedness because I feel like they can kind of pull on each other in a way. Now, of course, being excited, being energized is a a good thing, but I think it can, you can, you can be pulled into this direction of being excited to the point where you're, you're, you're losing that sense of groundedness. right? Right. So, I gotta say, you got this this amazing presence to you. You're you, when you spoke about this, uh, the the way that you can you can tell if someone's grounded just by looking at them. And I could do the same. I definitely can can see that in someone. And when I look at you and I hear you speak, there's just this deep grounded presence to you. What? Uh, how do we cultivate that? Because not many people have that have that sort of energy to them. And I, I think we both can agree many can benefit from it. How do we cultivate that sort of energy? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can speak to my direct experience and, you know, the work I do with events, workshops, retreats, and, you know, coaching the number one thing across the board. And I think all traditions point towards this, whether it's yoga or MMA or, you know, you know, dieting, it really is with everything. And it's all about ritual. It's about routine and ritual and a way to access the subconscious mind and gain unconscious competence or subconscious competence. And so for me personally, I know if I don't go into nature every day, if I don't go into, you know, for me, it's the ocean. And if I don't breathe and move and like kind of like when you see a, you see an animal get uh, scared or get into a stress response, it shakes. They literally, and they like do this stretch. And that's where like, you know, for me, Qigong and yoga were my pathway into that. I know now if I don't do that, I risk getting into my head. And when I say getting into my head, you nailed it. There's two ways. There's like, you know, mania and depression are like the clinical terms. But if I'm like mega excited and heady and have all these ideas, I can generate a lot of energy and it feels good for a little while, but then you kind of go off the hinges and you start to realize it's actually draining you because you're just mm. pouring energy out. And then the other way is if you're feeling really sluggish, you're feeling a little off, you know, your mood's not that great and you just go about your day, you're not going to be effective at anything. You're actually going to have this like this heavy kind of energy. So no matter which way you lean towards, everybody leans towards one, you know, some people have too little energy naturally. Some people have too much naturally. It's all about, you know, like balance isn't possible i actually believe balance gets tossed around a lot um because balance means you're like in the middle it's more about uh symbiosis within yourself or another way to think about it is uh homeostasis Mm -hmm. so that's just that's just a dynamic process unlike balance where you're shifting and you're aware of the shifts and you wear what you need and ritual and some kind of routine you know morning routines have become a hot topic and a lot of communities now and it's for good reason they help you anchor this every day and it seems silly it seems silly to me when i was 
you know, back in very academic. And then even when I first started an entrepreneur path and was really into, you know, productivity, it seems silly until I put in the repetitions. So I put in the reps, then it becomes very apparent how important this is. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't know what you will get out of it until you actually practice it. Right. I, I definitely don't think it's something that you can just speak about. This is exactly what you're going to get out of it. It's again, it's a feeling. So you can only really know it for yourself the moment that you start to do it. And right. you, uh, you, you've made a, a great point there that I've definitely uh, um, experienced for myself too, is you um, there's that when, when that, excitement that that rise in energy comes in the absence of being grounded it can be draining it can feel good for that short temporary burst but if it's funny because actually i think i put it exactly like this with some of the the ascenders in a, a stream just two days ago and i said that if you're not grounded that energy gets expelled it gets put out there but when you're grounded it keeps flowing through you and it continues to feel good so that's a that's a great point to 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 bring up actually i want to take a quick second here and say what up to uh, those of us that are joining in on the live stream here actually jan just asked are you in san diego i am i'm in encinitas I think she might be as well. She's going to probably want to connect with you after that. (laughs) Um, And then my boy Greg Greg says, hey, Galactic Brothers. Greg, thank you for coming and joining us, brother. Um, All right, my man. You know, one of the other things that um, that I think you do an amazing job of speaking to is, uh, actually, I guess I'll, I'll dive into this topic with this. One of the, uh, one of the things I've heard you say is, old school masculinity is dead. Yeah. What does that mean? I mean, it can mean a lot of different things to each man out there and each woman. But to me, it means the type of, and I'm just going to speak liberally here, the uninitiated, emotionally unavailable, um, overly aggressive or dominance oriented type of masculinity that we see a lot of still in the mainstream. Um, It's dead in the sense that it will no longer serve life. And I don't, I'm, I'm not convinced it ever served life. I think it's been amazing in the past for building up infrastructure, for building up technology, for building much of the Western world, um, that we see today, you know, and this goes way back to ancient times. This is, this is the, it's called the patriarchy, but really it's, it's men and women. It's just, uh, male dominance, male lines of succession lineage. You know, my son will inherit this, my son, you know, th- this is a, this is the old model and it, it worked until it didn't. And I think it's pretty clear with those with eyes to see and ears to hear if you're paying attention to the mainstream, if you're paying attention to Me Too and Kavanaugh and the scandals and the rampant, you know, really the uncovering of how much sexual abuse there is, that's a big one that goes really deep. And on other levels, how much, you know, more than half of marriages end in divorce and fidelity is rampant. Um, there's never been higher rates of suicide, depression in the military and in men in general and addiction. Mm-hmm. These are all markers of a time where not that men be need to become feminine 
It's where a lot of people get, you know, I have a lot of trolls on the internet because of that. They, they, they're not quite tuned in. <laughs> and then there's also like, you know, let's switch to women rule, matriarchy. No, the, neither of these are actually solutions. That's more violence, more damage to, to civilization. It's integration. It's honoring both sides. It's coming into harmony. And that's in that homeostasis with the emotional world and the mental world, with men and with women, with yang energy, excitement, pushing, planning, action, and yin energy, just feeling, receptivity, creativity, softness. And so that's, that's what uh, was behind that video and behind a lot of my work most of this year and some of the men's work I do is how can we as men in 2018, where it's very uncertain what it looks like, right? Real masculinity, not machismo, not posturing, not mm -hmm. bypassing, but real grounded kings. What does that look like? I think it's, it's, a, it's a big conversation and it's, it's something we all get to partake in to the degree we're able. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like that, that I know you're, uh, you're also a fan of the, um, the book King Warrior Magician Lover. Actually, uh, another guy I know you, uh, you look up to is Elliot Hulse. I think, uh, that's, that's one of the other things that we share in common. Um, he, he's, uh, one of the the peoples that kind of catalyzed a lot of uh a lot of what uh what kind of set me forth on this path and i love that um that conversation of you know what it takes to to be a king right and i think um what you're doing such a great job of is helping us redefine what that looks like because I've, as you've mentioned, it's it's been distorted, right? We uh, what we have come to to think of and look up, look at, look to as a man, right? Is is it's a paradigm that's no longer serving us, and it, like you said, it, it may have in some ways in the past, but I think uh, we can both agree that. Um, a lot of the the suffering experienced in our world this in these days is uh is a result of some of the ways that um that that men are are bringing themselves into the world so what needs to change man like what's the uh what's the the next step for us to to create more kings Um, yeah, this is a, it's a huge topic. First thing that comes up that I'm very interested in myself, selfishly for myself to understand my own manhood, but also I see this out there in the world and there's, there's not a lot of offerings for it in modern society. And that's the rite of passage. That's initiation. Um, facing the shadow, facing the darkness, which is just the parts of yourself as a man that you're not aware of or you don't want to touch because they are scary. There's a lot there. It's unknown, right? And I think a lot of men in our world represent uninitiated men. So we have men walking around Wall Street and walking around football fields and walking around in families as fathers, husbands, you know, leaders of all kinds. And they're actually an eight-year-old 
boy in, a, in men's clothing because without a really strong rite of passage or initiation, which by the way, all ancient cultures understood, especially indigenous cultures, they still have these. And to be fair, our, our society provides some form. I don't, I don't see, find them to be highly satisfactory or they, they didn't serve me, certainly. Um, binge drinking, promiscuity, fraternity culture, sports culture, military culture, at least the form it's in now is a, a sort of pseudo rite of passage. Whereas basically, and this is, this is a lot of this I get from Joseph Campbell, who's one of my dear mentors. He's a total sage. He wrote Hero with a Thousand Faces and The Masks of God. He's all about the hero's journey and the archetypal quest we all go on. And especially men in culture, right? So if you're, if you're a boy in a tribal society, pre-social media and all this stuff, um, although it still applies now, and you're maturing, your testosterone is starting to come online, your libido and sex drives coming online, the violent tendency. So men just have an inherent tendency that we want to compete and exert ourselves and hunt. And like, this is healthy. This is very good. However, it has to be harnessed and channeled into service for everyone in the community. And so ancient societies realized this, that when a boy became too much for his mother and too much for the women, and he started to get stronger and a little more aggressive and, and started to really ask, who am I as a man? What's my position in the tribe? This is when the rite of passage or the initiation would come in. And I should mention this is true for women as well. It just takes a different form. Mm -hmm. um, Men have to be invited into a container of an ordeal or some kind of confrontation with these violent parts of themselves, which aren't necessarily violent in the, like, we don't want them to become predatory. And I think that's why there's a lot of predation and violence and men harming men, women, and other, and children, because they haven't had it put into service for the tribe. They haven't been initiated into guardianship. Mm -hmm. This is a way to think about the masculine is the masculine are the guardians. So that's why they were the warriors, the hunters, the magicians, the shamans, the, the force that could contain and direct knowledge, tools, technology, information. It's very powerful. Um, but there has to be a container for this and there has to be a a form or a ritual for the man to understand how to use that energy and apply it in a healthy way for his society and for his family and for his relationship mm -hmm. so it's about i think when those you know instincts and tendencies start to um come to the surface i think what those rites of passages were doing was bringing awareness to it so that that boy can can come into to awareness of this is what it's going to feel like but then what was happening in those situations and those rites of passages were they were being taught how to channel that how to understand that energy and how to channel that energy for the better of the, the community. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy to think because you're so right. Uh, if you look back 
to to history, it, this was seen in in so many of the the cultures and tribes. And when you look towards what we're doing these days, like what what do we really have to to transition a boy into a man? What do we really have to teach that boy how to use this this aggressive energy, right? This dominant energy, but channel it in in a way that is going to to be you know of service so i guess that's that's one of the um and this directly ties into this um this common void that that i think many are experiencing where they don't know what their purpose is right, right. so many people are lost with just answering that what do i want for me how can how could we even possibly imagine being ready or being in a place where we can answer the question who am i going to be in this world if we don't understand what we what we want to experience for ourselves right i think most people have to learn to come to to love and choose themselves before they can can take that next step to to be a king and I think it's all directly intertwined here that 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 void that um uncertainty right um so that's that's for you one of the uh the the big things then eh the uh the rites of passage um what about the men the thirty year old the twenty five year old the forty five year old men that um that are long past being in a, a place where they have someone to guide them and they have to figure it out on their own. What, uh, what do you have for them? I mean, the good news is uh, there's a way in which it's never too late. I mean, you, you, can, you can have multiple iterations of this throughout life. There's different types, right? Young men, teenagers need one type. Men in their 20s need another type. Men in their 30s, 40s, the midlife crisis, and now the quarter life crisis represent um, this this ordeal coming to you like you can't avoid it um, and it has to do physiologically with hormonal changes and biological changes that are very real it also has to do with the life phase or process and you know this is this is some pretty profound knowledge i'll drop um, one is a is a quote from i believe ancient athens and it's like true wise men will plant trees the shade from which they will never enjoy because they have the future generation specifically of men in mind. And so this, this I think has been lost on some level where not only do you not see older generations of men doubling down and seeking to raise up their sons in a good way where they understand all this stuff, but you know, you sometimes even see them blaming their sons for not, you know, doing it the old way or, you know, this whole like the millennial bashing and, you know, there's, there's so much, it's not a big conversation so much recently, but I know past years it was, and this is just absurd to me. And it just represents a profound myopia, short-sightedness with culture, not understanding the importance of the next seven generations, which by the way, the native Americans and those peoples understood really well. The other thing is, if you are a man in your 40s and your 50s, you didn't have this for you when you were young, 
you had a failed initiation or there was trauma, you know, owning that. And there's some healing to do there. And there's, there's a lot of pathways available. A beautiful thing about 2018, all the tool sets and all the healing modalities are on the table now, ancient and modern. We have a lot of options and that's good. Um, and there's a way in which, you know, men need to learn how to trust other men. The, the scarcity mindset of, you know, if I get the girl, you don't, or if I get the commission, you don't, you know, money and sex come in here and also power and status, right? Well, I got to get to the top of the hierarchy in corporate, or I got to get to the top of the startup incubator and I'm going to have to crush these guys to do that. And this is, this is just profound that, you know, men have lost trust with other men. This goes deep. And it's, not, it's beyond trust too. This is physical. And there's, there's a really good studies coming out right now in neuroscience on this. Men need touch from other men too. And I'm not talking about sexual or sensual touch. I'm talking about physical, basic touch. And Esther Perel is, I think, one of the, the total gangsters right now in the relationship world. She talks about at age four, on average in the EU and America, parents stop touching their sons as much as their daughters because this idea of well, men got to be tough, suck it up, dry up your tears, don't show emotion. And they stop touching them as much. This is, this is preventing profound healing, profound trust, and actually psychological and healthy emotional development. And so the sooner that the older generations and the younger can get on board with this and really see that we're all in this together, we're all doing this for the sons, the, the, for the daughters of the next generations. And we're, we're dismantling old cultural paradigms that are toxic and dead. When I say dead, it's like they're decaying. They're, they're not, they don't, don't have life force and uh, you know, the, the Shakti or the mojo in them anymore. They're not serving culture. And this is why you see a lot of the epidemics right now of depression, of, of addiction you know they're they're showing up in a lot of different areas and the result and the result is a lot of you know a lot of men that don't know who their brothers are they don't know their purpose i think for a lot of men it manifests as what is my purpose you know and they bypass that and work some job that you know maybe is not only not serving them but it's actually draining them and holding them back from living out their true desire their true creativity their true ability to provide mm-hmm how crazy is it that that's become the norm right right like that's that's the 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 masses are are living in this way and it's it's really from from where we stand i think it it can be it's mind-boggling to even think about sometimes that that that's how the average person is is feeling and living their life now i want to bring this all together because I'm seeing here the, the connection between both the, 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 the kind of things that we, we went into. We, we started with talking about being in your body, allowing yourself to, to come into your body and feel good. And then also the way in which that, that, you know, old paradigm masculine thinking um, manifest. Now, Help me draw the connection between the way in which not just men, but, but 
people are thinking that is holding them back from feeling as good as they can feel, being with themselves, being with their true selves, bringing forth their true selves in a way that feels good. Do you see what what I'm getting at there? Yeah. Yeah, this goes deep. And a, a lot of the work I've been doing in the past few weeks has been around this for myself and for a lot of the people I, I've interviewed and, and been blessed to have as mentors. A um, few things come up and I'll go rapid fire here because there's each one of these is a whole podcast. One is uh, bypassing true life purpose and true passion for money. So you see men do this all the time. I did it at one point when I was in corporate and in the universities. You know what really makes your soul come alive and what you really are really excited about. Um, but you, you create these, these stories or rationalizations. Well, I, I can only do that once I have X amount of money or once I have X status. And meanwhile, you never get there. You just stay on the job and you suffer. And all these people end up becoming my clients because they just don't like, how, how are you doing it? Like, like you seem like you're, you're enjoying your life. It's like, yeah, I am because I'm, I, I, I doubled down and I held the line for my heart and my passion and my actual creativity instead of bypassing it. And it's a bad trade. It's a bad trade to have a lot of money, but to be unfulfilled, it's a bad trade. That's one. Two is, uh, you know, self care and like self healing and like travel for travel's sake. You know, I I set out to create a lifestyle and life for myself that I don't need to take a vacation from. And the retirement fund and like one day I'll enjoy my life. I'm going to enjoy it right now. But that's going to take some risks. It's going to take some some boldness. It's going to take some willingness to hold discomfort in your body and in your emotional body and in your bank account because it will not happen overnight if you choose the road less traveled. I think more people are choosing it than ever because the internet is making that available on so many fronts. And the old story of get a good job, settle down with the house, get a good wife, have some kids, you know, that narrative, like we can see if you just look back at our parents and their parents and their parents, you can see how that narrative plays out. You can just look for yourself and decide for yourself in your body and your intuition and heart, whether that's the same pathway you want to walk. And it's never been easier to be a creative person. It's never been easier to go into business for yourself. And even if it's not your main passion, I'm not telling anyone out there to like quit their job right now and just go become an artist or a painter or a dancer, but you have to start somewhere. You have to start making that a priority. And this goes all the way back into your self-care. So I hear people say like, I'm not going to buy organic food. It's too expensive. It's like, just baffling to me. The best investment you can make is in your physical body and in your health and well-being. So that was a big thing I understood early in my game. You know, I'm a Virgo. I'm, I'm a health nut. I love health and wellness on every level, mind, body, and emotional. And... I've, I learned fairly quickly that the more I invest in myself and I'm just filled up with energy and well-being and vitality, that's going to overflow into all of my life and into my wealth, into my relationships, into my community and tribe. So that, that model got bypassed in the older generations too. It's like hustle, stress, save money, 
eat shitty, feel sick. Well, we got a good healthcare plan for you. It's like, this is a, this is a myth. It's the delayed gratification. Kind of right. It's, it's the, the decision that, you know, I'll, I'll suck it up now. I'll deal with this now for what comes next, but they get to that point and they realize that there's still something missing because they, they, they missed the point all along, which is if you're not living to feel good in this moment, what the hell are you really living for? Right. And I think it ends up being this like very vicious loop where they check out, right? They come out the body. They, they, they live this, this sort of lifestyle, this unfulfilling lifestyle. And then they lack the energy to really get that thing going. Right. When they look towards moving into something that will bring them greater excitement to their life, they don't have the energy for it. So that never happens. Right. So it has to reach a point where you, you make that decision to, to choose yourself and to, to choose to feel good. And again, I think it, it really comes down and this is, I'll say it again, like where my mind's really been at, it's just feeling, feeling good. And in, in all regards, what, in, in all the ways that you can. And when you make that the priority, that's, that's when it, it just, that's where the magic happens, right? That's, that's when things really start to take off. When you decide that I'm going to prioritize feeling good, feeling energized, feeling excited. Right. It's, it's so simple. A child could do it and children they do. do. They <laughs> do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty profound. It's a paradox of uh, conditioning and growing up, right? Becoming an adult, which in the old model meant a good worker in a factory or a good cog in a, in a type of machine, which we now get to dismantle and recreate as we see fit. We have the tools. We have the tools yeah. and the platforms to, to make that happen. Um, yeah. So moving into that, then it's, uh, it's a amazing new world that we're living in with, uh, with some amazing opportunities to, to step into our purpose in a way that, um, that, that brings us abundance, that brings us joy. I know you're doing it. Why don't you, uh, why don't you share a little bit of your story with, uh, with stepping into that? I want to hear a little bit about what, uh, what you've been up to these days with how you're carrying yourself out in the world. Totally. I mean, my story, like this slapdash warp speed here, you know, I was born and raised in Texas, grew up very middle-class, very conservative, Catholic, religious. And, you know, early on imagination was key for me. Creativity, imagination pulled me in and I bypassed that for a long time. Went to college, wanted to be a lawyer, switched into psychology, wanted to do PhD, went deep into that path. And then hit some walls, had some heartbreak, had a lot of anxiety and insomnia and just like dis-ease. You know, I was not at ease with myself. Um, Fast forward, leaving that, 
not going into academia, moving to California, being exposed to new ideas, new ways of creating, being exposed more to entrepreneurship, health and wellness. You know, I've followed that path now around the world to the point where, you know, I am dedicated to awakening myself more and more every day to my own divine blueprint and mission. And it's nothing woo woo. It's just, I'm super in tune with what I'm meant to create. And that isn't coming from an idea or a, a logic where I'm like A plus B equals C. Yeah, this is what I'll do because mom told me or because the government told me or because society told me or even because my lover or my best friend told me. It's going all in on what I want to create. And for me, that's looked like, you know, leading transformational retreats and workshops is where I, I really got started. And then um, in the background, which is now built up a lot, is my personal coaching practice of one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, doing programs, unlocking people through many modalities. I'll just go through some of my favorite, um, you know, breath work, pranayama. You know, I'd studied yoga in India and the yogic path has served me so well. Um, and then through the meditation and the movement aspects, you know, I got into bioenergetics and the work of Wilhelm Reich and also Osho meditations, which are like more active, very cathartic, primal meditations. So good, brother. That's oh, like, yeah. you come so up. It's potent stuff. Euphoric. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Continue. I mean, it's really, it's really the, the medicine of the body. And then, you know, on the language side, I've gone all in on communication as well. So radical honesty, raw authenticity, you know, owning agreements, owning boundaries with language, showing up nonviolently in communication. And this is where my work comes in with, you know, couples, relationships and businesses is, is like helping people understand their words or spells. They're creating their reality every moment by what they tell themselves the person you're going to talk to the most in your life is yourself. There's a voice in your head that most people may or may not be aware of what it's telling them. And then how you speak out into the world is not only feedbacking into yourself, but it's feedbacking into your tribe and in your relationships, which the greatest wealth in life and the greatest node of connectivity on the planet, I believe is relationships, everything else, money, houses, cars, technology, status, it can all be stripped away and the relationships would still be the, the thing that remains because we are a social animal and a social being a divine being at the same time. So all of that's combined now to where, you know, I'm, I'm launching my podcast later this month, my official podcast. I've been doing a Facebook live show. I call Revolution a revolution. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm a poet, I'm a philosopher, I'm a MC and a musician, and I'm a folk psychologist and a, and a mutant. I'm here to mutate culture and I do that with my voice and I do that with my body and I do that with music as well. I'm also a low key DJ. It's something I don't talk about a lot, but I, I love music and it's one of my favorite forms of medicine. Well, after all that, the question that comes to my mind has to be, what kind of music do you spend? I mean, I, I'm really into like deep tribal house. I'm into like Turkish and like Indian trap right now. I love old school hip hop. I love lo-fi hip hop, which is like really blowing up. Like, yeah, I'm pretty eclectic. I listen to a lot of stuff, but I say the biggest things right now are like tribal bass, dubstep and house. And then everything, lots man. and lots of yeah. hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. All over the place. Oh yeah. 
That's crazy. And I'm not surprised with the kind of character you are. I'm definitely uh-huh. not surprised. Well, my man, I know you uh you had a cut off hair. I would um I was debating not bringing your attention to it to see how long I could stretch you, but I, I appreciate uh, it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to leave you to it, but uh I did definitely have a pleasure having you on here, Kevin. You know, being that we only got about 45 minutes to chat here, what do you say you uh you, you show back up on the podcast sometime? Yeah, I'd love to. Next time we can be set up, ready to stream. You know, it's an honor to be here, Brian. Anyone in this community, you know, so happy to have your ear, have your eye for a moment. This is this is this is beautiful work. This is the most potent time ever to be awake and aware and the creator of your reality. So I hope at least one person, this this broadcast is success if even one person makes one conscious action with intention to do that. I have full faith that that's going to happen because we're streaming right now in the ascenders facebook group and quite a few of them showed up i don't know if you were keeping an eye on the the comments there i was um reading the comments while having the conversation that's that's kind of new to me i've never done that before because i'm usually just recording it um yeah i was trying to do it at first because i wanted to to get these guys involved but i felt like it was uh it was distracting me from what, what you had to say so i decided to leave the comments alone but i didn't want to give a shout out to all of the ascenders that i showed up with us there's quite a bit of comments there for me to go back and read um sean sydney showed up dustin jan gregory all of you guys much love to all of you that uh that came in here and shared what you had to share again i will be sure to uh check out the comments after um yeah i don't think i don't think it um it fits into to be jumping back and forth. I feel like that uh, that takes me away from the the connection I want to share with with you and with the person that that I'm actually speaking to. So it's only really just come to my attention that how do you do that? Do you uh, do you find yourself checking? In with I, the I, I like have Q and A at the end often, or it'll be organic if one of me or the guest spots something that's really potent, we'll address it. But yeah, I find the best juice is to be fully present and then break create a container for Q and A. So. I like and that. then just straight up Q and A broadcasts every once in a while is healthy. I love to do AMAs. Cool, I like that. Well, I'm gonna throw it in here, and then I'll give you uh, I'll give you the space to to plug anything that uh, you want uh, our listeners to know. But guys, Kevin is tagged in the uh, description to this video, and I know you do a lot of stuff on Facebook. Your your show is on Facebook, right. so go ahead, click that. Uh, go ahead. Visit his profile. Check out what he's got going on. Uh, Revolution podcast, right? Oh yeah. And you don't have it on iTunes and not yet. It will be soon. Will be very soon. Okay, cool. But of course, again, the uh, the episodes are available on your profile. Was there anything else that uh, you'd like to let our listeners know before you take off here, man? Well, yeah, I'm really excited to have created whole new coaching programs and packages right now. I'm offering to two specific demographics that I've recently realized are what I'm most excited to transform with. One is brothers, men in tech, in a job, in a lifestyle, it's not serving mentally blocked, disembodied and seeking that deep, sensual, primal, sexual presence and relationship and also that creative fiery passion in tribe and creativity so that's a big demographic the other one is women looking for something similar but on the other kick women who have a lot of spiritual knowledge maybe business acumen especially female entrepreneurs who are ready to call in their king 
and ready to actually embody the divine masculine inside themselves so then they can create it on the outside as well. And women ready to help support the rising masculine by doing the work themselves. And so that's, that's all I'll plug here is that uh, if you feel called, if you're touched by something, reach out to me, send me a message on Facebook. I'd be happy to chat with you. I'd be happy to offer my medicine and invite you into a space of radical re-evolution. There you go. I love it, my man. Kevin, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again. Uh, your, your presence, your energy is incredible. I think uh, a lot of people are going to, to be able to take something from just witnessing how you care about yourself. And I think it, it speaks volumes just, just seeing how you present yourself. And the, uh, I, there's, there's not much more that I can say than I can feel it even beyond just the words you have to share. So that was one of the things that definitely stuck out to me when, when I came across you and your content. And that's the very reason why I, I invited you on. And um, I'm looking forward to, to connecting with you further and having you back on the podcast. Yeah, I'll return the favor. I'd love to have you on, the sh- on my show as well. And it's an honor, Brian. All the, all the ascenders in your tribe, all of your wisdom you're sharing out in the world, keep doing it. So glad to be here with you. My man, thanks again. We'll uh, we'll chat soon. Ciao. And so there it is, the senders. That's the interview I did with Kevin. Um, it was a uh, it was a fun conversation. We were a little bit short on time, so I didn't get the chance to spend with him the amount of time that I would like to. But that just gives us more reason to get him back on the show in the future. So I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to continuing to, to connect with this this man because um as i'm sure you guys could, could have felt and heard for yourself he has a, a great energy to him and he has a great message and great um great insight and wisdom to share with us so um yeah i'm, I'm glad that uh, that we did this and again i'm glad that i did it live it was uh, it was absolutely fun having those of you that joined us i want to give a quick shout out to the ascenders that did come in to to the live stream even though it was short notice uh, just before going on live I was um, I was sharing out the word that, that we'll be doing it but um, yeah I want to give a shout out to, to the ascenders that, that jumped in during the live stream and engaged with us in the conversation um, with, with the comments and uh, yeah I'm, I'm super grateful for, for those of you that, that came in and, and joined us it's, uh, it's definitely something that I enjoy doing having having an audience there live listening being involved with with what's going on i i have a uh, i have a great time doing live streams so to be bringing the podcast to this platform is is going to be really exciting for me it already is so um if you do want to catch the live streaming uh you can find it at the ascenders facebook group that will it'll always be shared there and if you're not yet a member why why, why aren't you why go become a member if you haven't joined already it's uh the url to find us there is togetherweascend.com forward slash community again the live streaming will always be found there and then of course all the uh, all the platforms that we're already on will continue to be on so i think that's going to be it for for this episode guys um i'm going to be i will say that i'm going to be bringing a lot more content through through awaken moving forward now with these changes um this isn't finalized just yet but one of the things i'm kind of thinking is 
why not make a scheduled time for the, the live stream each and every week? So again, that's not completely confirmed, but I am going to uh, to see how that feels. If it feels in the flow, I'm going to I'm going to definitely be um, trying to commit to a, a consistent schedule if it feels right. So keep an eye out for that. Again, check us out on Facebook to to stay up to date with the live streaming. And then if you're listening to the the podcast anywhere else. Um, I am I'm happy to have you here and I'm I'm so very grateful for your support as well. So again that'll be it for this episode. Senders, I wanna thank you for watching or listening, wherever you're coming from. And until next time, keep ascending.